When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ayo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into a remote version of the CHGO White Sox podcast and an early version of the CHGO White Sox podcast. Move up to 11 a.m. today because we got a very special CHGO event that we're excited to tell you about uh, in the upcoming days. Uh, But obviously, we got to go do the event before we tell people about the event. How can we tell people about the event if we don't know what's going to happen at the event? So uh, very excited for that later on today. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. We got the full CHGO White Sox crew with me, Vinny Duber underneath. You got uh, the CHGO White Sox beat writer. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. He's got a brand new piece up at allchgo.com about Liam Hendricks. And that is free and unlocked. I feel like we should just be emphasizing that because uh, I saw on Twitter someone being like, oh, you should unlock this post. They've been un- unlocked for about like two months now, people. Uh, so if you see Vinny's post uh, posting, uh, they're Probably 95% of them are going to be unlocked. Uh, the only ones that weren't were is a little uh, diary from uh, from Australia uh, about cricket. So uh, some fun stuff for diehards, too. And that's Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. We got a kind of packed show today. Uh, we're going to try to make this fun a little bit lighter uh, after what we talked about yesterday and, and on Sunday with Liam Hendricks. Uh we do have Carlos Correa possibly making a return to Minnesota, uh, a third team just this offseason for Carlos Correa. Uh, we have Johnny Cueto leaving the south side to the south. Uh, and then we will be talking to the South Beach, Sean. Come on, it was right there for you. Damn it. I, I just said South, and I honestly I felt pretty good about myself because that's the region. Uh, but yeah, no, People South like, Beach. What is he's even... going to Alabama? What's happening? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, South Beach is a little bit more specific. Um, and then we also got the third version of who he played for. Hopefully, we get the rules and regulations right. Herb, what are you drinking? Some emergency? Um, it is emergency. There you go. All look right. At that, look at that guess. Herb, Herb's feeling a, a little under the weather. He needs he needs that vitamin C. Uh, maybe uh, vitamin Carlos Correa, uh, vitamin C in that way. That's a, a Scott Boris pun uh, to just really shoehorn this topic. That was in. even Scott Boris's are better than that, Sean. That one that's fine. Bad. Hey, I'm I'm fine with that. Uh, Herb, Sean won't understand vit- this reference, but Herb, uh, Sean should have gone with the vitamin C reference. You know that graduation song that we all hear at uh, uh, you know when we were when we were youths. The oh, that one that's oh, no, have I split? Have I split the uh pop culture reference uh continuum perfectly? There is that only for someone of my age? I can is that as we grow up? That one, oh, yeah, I'm good, just a terrible song. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah I, I was mean, out of school by that time, but yeah, I remember that song. Would you rather so. that one or uh, the Green Day one? Well, the Green Day one is misused. It's a very much a uh, uh, Ronald Reagan using Born in the USA type situation. You know, it's a it's a breakup song uh, and everybody uses it as a, you know, a fond farewell. So uh, don't do that to Green Day. Let them let them have their uh, their intent on that song. Just like the song uh, St. Patrick's Day by John Mayer is not a song celebrating St. Patrick's Day. It's a song about we're just staying together until I have a chance to break up with you until St. Patrick's Day. Aren't most John Mayer songs about that? Yeah. Yes. I feel like John Mayer's songs are just about being sleazy. Uh, hey, everyone in the chat as well. Uh, what's up, Alex? Who's your daddy? Rusted. KPW, thank you for joining us on this early show. And let's get into the Correa talk. Uh, who's your daddy saying, no way Cohen lets Correa go to the Twins. But we get a report last night from Ken Rosenthal and Dan Hayes of The Athletic that Carlos Correa and the Minnesota Twins, the odds are increasing that these two come to a deal. Uh, we know that the Mets and Correa announced a deal for $315 million but we haven't even heard uh, another press conference being set up for that. We haven't really heard they that. They didn't announce a deal, official. Sean. They didn't, they didn't announce a John, deal. John Heyman, Steve Cohen did. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got to listen, these things, there's a reason that we uh, designate things as being reported versus uh, being official. And, you know, uh, it, it, these days on the internet, people see something on Twitter and they go, Oh, that's true. Okay. Done. Fact, fact is closed. This is why you wait and you call things reported until they're official. I mean, that's not why, really. You you, you do that when things could be reported incorrectly. This, this time around, things have been reported correctly, but certainly it's not official yet. So, um, you know, and because of these uh, screw-ups on the physical front uh, or, or miscommunications there. So uh, a real interesting – I mean, it's just wild. I, like, I would like to keep this situation going for another couple of months <laughs> just because it's so fun to follow. But uh, very weird and, uh, you know, hey – Kudos to the Twins for trying to make something happen uh, here uh, as as the Mets and Correa have dragged. I mean, this has, what, been two, three weeks at this point that this has um, gone on? So, uh, hey, uh, I'm sure White Sox fans would be happy to see him out of the AL Central. But uh, for my money, I'll, I'll, I'll have him keep bouncing around from team to team the rest of the winter. That would be fun. I think that for what Vinny was talking about, Steve Cohn has said, you know, he being Carlos Correa – is the final piece to our puzzle here. And so him speaking on a player that hasn't been signed yet can get him into trouble. So for all intents and purposes, he needs to sign with the New York Mets and Steve Cohen knows that. So because, because her, we know, we know how much Steve Cohen uh, is not going to pay a fine. We know he wouldn't, would never pay a fine. He would never consider such there's, a thing. There's a lot of things though. Like the fine is fine, but the egg on the face, the, you know, rookie mistake, the, the chiding from the other owners saying, come on now, you should know that. I mean, we know that as uh, lay people and myself as a lay person and uh, Sean, but you're you know more into the business of any. So you would know that a little bit more. But how can you not know that? Hey, until the ink is dry, don't talk about the specific player. You can beat around the bush, but don't talk about the specific player. And I think this Minnesota thing is just a, a masterstroke by Scott Boris to keep the fires going. Just if Minnesota, if New York is not coming to play ball, which they probably won't be because they're trying to figure out what's wrong with this ankle that he hurt in his minor league career, you're signing him for 12 years. That's going to uh, push him into his 40s. So that is probably going to be a problem from time to time going down the road. There's probably going to be language introduced into the deal where Scott or don't there and so minnesota's there 
I'm thinking probably they're like, hmm, we'll just take him for the 285 and we'll deal with the ankle if it messes up later on. And there will be no offset language, no different language from that because Carlos Correa, the player, it's worth it. For Minnesota, it's much worth it. I'm, I'm rooting for the Mets to get it, the job done, but there's no um, there's no downside for the Minnesota Twins sounding Car- Carlos Correa for my money. That, Byron Buxton, all the young players they got coming up, it's all good. And I hope the Minnesota, I mean, the New York Mets wise up and just give the man what he wants so he doesn't play in this division because I hate seeing him. I not like the player because he's so great. Yeah, well, it makes me nervous. I mean, just the door's still open. The Twins still could be the landing spot. Uh, Maybe third time's the charm here. Uh, Just the fact that they already uh, approved a deal for him, and I know it wasn't 10 years long, uh, but I I think that this has to be the team that just if they can agree to the salary, they're going to be announcing him, right? Like, it feels like the Mets, it is – Steve Cohen's idea to sign Carlos Correa. He's the one giving quotes to John Heyman. John Heyman's obviously going to run this story because Steve Cohen himself is giving him quotes. Um, Like, I'm not shocked that it was reported. uh, But like, you know, I I do think that if there is a team to close the deal, I do think it's Minnesota. And I just wonder, like, you know, we, we saw a month ago, it'd be 13 years, 350. Uh, then, you know, eight days after that, it was 10 years, 315. Uh, the original Minnesota offer, according to, I think it was the athletic, uh, was 285 for 10. So do they add that extra 15 or is that where their medicals say it's, you know, he's a 28 and a half million AAV player and we don't really want to take any risk higher than that. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's fascinating to see like if Correa will just end up settling, taking under 300 million because of this entire ordeal. Um, I, I also do like, Hey, the white Sox. you know, are they out of this? You know, does this keep yes. open, the, open the door for any team though? I was just no. more, more just, you know, Thank opening you, that door. My Thank bad. you, Vinny. No, no, listen, the, I don't no, think the white Sox are signing them. So we're hearing about the twins because they've already offered him a 10 year contract. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, the thing that's working in the twins favor is that they're not going to be surprised by anything. They, they had him last year. They, the, their doctors have looked at him. They know what his medicals are. The, the Giants and the Mets apparently have been, uh, you know, um, concerned about something that's popped up. Now, the one thing you can say is that the Twins signed Correa to a much shorter contract. Maybe all these concerns are about, oh, what happens eight years from now? Um, but it really seems like if there's anybody out there that knows what they'd be getting into, it would be the Minnesota Twins. Um and, you know, kudos for them for for trying to swim in this end of the free agent pool. I still think that the Mets are probably the team with the best shot just because of the way Steve Cohen operates, right? I mean, you know, Herb, you talk about the egg on his face. I, you know, I don't think he, A, I don't think he cares about that. But B, I don't think he is going to let it get to that point, right? I mean, when, what he's willing to throw money at anything. Why not throw money at a guy whose leg might uh, give out in, you know, nine years from now? Uh, you know, you're trying to win a World Series right now and for the foreseeable future, not necessarily, uh, you know, making these investments based on 10 years. You're making those investments 10 years down the road to get the player right now because that's what the market is dictating. And, and Steve Cohen certainly seems to know that uh, and is blowing the market up because of it. Right. Saying, well, who cares what the, another team will give him? I'll give him twice as much because it, the money doesn't matter to him. Uh and so I think that's why you got to have the Mets as, as the number one uh, landing spot here still. Um, it is fascinating. I, I think it's fascinating that the Twins are back in on things. Herb, you mentioned Scott Boris. 
you know, this is probably Scott Boris's is is work here. But hey, give the Twins credit for for what for seeing a good player who obviously had a nice time playing for them last year and probably wouldn't be opposed to coming back if the price was right. They're the ones that possibly could make the price or the contract, I should say, the most right for him because they might not have to uh, put in all this language worried about what comes down the uh, pipe medically. But I will say something that's interesting to me uh, in reading some of these reports is that Scott Boris has negotiated contracts like this before, uh, you know, with, with J.D. Martinez and other players uh, when it comes to, um, you know, giving the team some insurance uh, and what they can do down the road if the medicals do go a little sideways. But um, listen, Carlos Correa has never missed a day of Major League Baseball um, with an injury related to what these two teams have been so, so concerned about. Um, you know, baseball, guys get hurt all the time. Uh, and, and contracts, contracts look terrible all the time. It, it doesn't, the, the, the possibility of players getting hurt and it affecting the contract never seems to stop teams from making these big offers in the past. Uh, so I, it's very curious as to what's going on with Carlos Correa this time, uh, because, you know, there have been players who've come off Tommy John surgery who, who who get big deals. There have been players who, you know, are consistently on the IL year in and year out with just regular baseball stuff. I mean, all that stuff exists. If, if you're signing a guy to a contract, if he's perfectly healthy right now, all that stuff could happen tomorrow. So um, baseball is set up in a guaranteed money way that dems the breaks. It kind of seems like. And so if you want somebody as good as Carlos Correa, you got to pay for him. And, and I think the giants found that out really the hard way. Uh, and the Mets are, are probably still going to uh, uh, close the deal, but, but we'll see what happens. My thoughts on a long-term deal like this one is 12 years. You get half of those years being good to great. You can take the end of the, the end of the contract being not so great. I.E. Miguel Cabrera. In that he got MVPs, he got the triple crown, he was Miguel Cabrera for the majority of that contract. Now, these last couple of years have been real, really rough. 20, 2022, not as much, but he was hurt all the time. This will be up this upcoming year, his last uh, year on that contract. If you ask any Tiger fan, was that deal worth it? They'll say, hell yes, it was worth it because you got the superstar in his prime years doing what he did. And yeah, the back end is tough, but damn, it's Miguel Cabrera. He's going to go into the Hall of Fame wearing that old English D. Right. That's but... a big time thing. And for the New York Mets, I think it's worth it. If you're getting a player of this caliber and they didn't have as much um, production from their third baseman last year, adding Carlos Correa to the mix, a superstar, probably the second best uh, free agent acquisition this year, right behind Aaron Judge, I think it's worth it. If you even if you feel like your doctor's telling you that ankle is going to be arthritic, you're going to have troubles in years 35, 36, 37 on. I roll dice because I get 28, I get 29, 30, 31, 32, 33. And Carlos Correa should be in this video. He said he hasn't missed any time with that arthritic ankle or that ankle that he injured in his minor league career. I think it's well worth it. And I eventually think the Mets will come to their senses because of Scott Boris playing the game like he is. He's a master uh, negotiator. He'll eventually go up with the New York Mets. And where would you rather stay, New York or Minnesota? Yeah, well, but your point, though, about Miguel Cabrera, like I agree that, you know, certain guys, it, it just it you just have to pay them to keep them in town like Mike Trout. But 
with Trout and Cabrera, I mean, when they signed their deals, they signed with the teams that I think they were already most known for. When Cabrera signed that deal, you know, he would already he already been a twin or a Tiger for about like eight years at that point because um, of the trade with with Miami. Uh, Mike Trout's always been an angel, right? Like Carlos Correa is trying to go to a new team, and we've heard this ankle described as a ticking time bomb. Uh, like, you know, the, the years 29, 30, and 31 might be affected by like his Achilles blowing up. Uh, I think that's just the worry is that it could it could be a season ending injury. And, you know, that 12 year contract just becomes an 11 year contract automatically. And, you know, he's missing a year and then you're rehabbing and he's coming back to a deal that he's, you know, he signed when he was pre uh, not injured or whatever. So I, I guess that's just the, the main concern. Um, I, I mean, it'll be really interesting to read all the the different guarantees, the different asterisks, the different uh, writings for whatever contract he does sign. I, I agree with you, Vinny. I do think it's going to be the Mets. Uh, the fact that the first two paragraphs of that article are like, oh, the Twins are interested. And then it's like the Mets are still in the bidding. Uh, like the, the Twins even said, like they know a big market team can blow them out of the water. And that's the thing, right? Right now they're in a bidding war between the Mets. The thing that they have to do is beat the Mets offer basically um or at least you know guarantee the most money or give him the most outs or give him the most opportunity to make money that's all they have to do and then they get carlos correa and i just don't think that they're going to be able to do that but uh hey uh the the kind of uh, dance continues to go on uh it's almost been a month uh he signed with the giants on the 14th of december do we have an end date a guess end date on when this finally comes to a close i mean the fact that i think ken and dan are reporting this Obviously feels like maybe the Boris side's getting itchy. Carlos Correa tackled Scott Boris when he told him the Mets news. Uh, so, I mean, will he be tackling him if, you know, he signs for the Twins with the 285? Um, I mean, what, what, what are our thoughts here? When does, when does we uh, see a solution on this? I mean, Carlos Breyer said that it's <laughs> soon. It's going to be done. It's The contract language is pretty much done. So Carlos Bayerga said this? Yeah, but of course, we believe in Carlos Bayerga, who's breaking all this news. Um, I think it's going to be settled pretty soon. Before the weekend's over, the Carlos Correa will be a Met. I don't think he's going to go to the Twins. I think that's just a negotiating tactic, which is smart because the Twins do have genuine interest. And as you said, he played there uh, last year and he said he enjoyed his time, but you're going to have to pay me for my services out there in Minnesota. So, yeah, I think the Minnesota Twins are doing the good jobs for Scott Boris and then Carlos Correa will sign with the New York Mets by the end of the week. I have no idea. Who knows? I mean, listen, they it's been what three weeks, two weeks since this happened since he signed with the Mets, since he uh, was yeah. reported to have so signed the, with the Mets. The fourth the fourteenth he signed with the Giants, and then the twenty second he signed with the Mets. So eight days later. Yeah. I mean, who knows? they they did this physical weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, this that it's have that it's taken this long is crazy. Who knows if it, uh, it how much longer it takes? Uh, you know, they could these negotiations could be a sticking point. But hey, uh, I I think you're right. You know, when you, when you say you, hey, her, Scott Boris can go. Hey, look, there's another team out there. You better jump on this. You better get it done. Uh, so maybe it's sooner rather than later. Obviously, I think it'll be done before you know spring training or anything like that. But um, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> He's supposed to be. He's supposed to already have been a Met for two weeks. I don't. I don't know uh, uh, why we, we would uh, expect it to wrap up quickly all of a sudden. Right. Um, well, we'll obviously be monitoring this and uh, see what happens. Hopefully, he doesn't become a twin because uh, them adding a five war player is definitely something that White Sox fans don't want to see, even if uh, his ankle is a uh, quote unquote ticking time bomb. Because, like Vinny said, he hasn't missed any time for it yet, um, which is the most important thing.
We're going to take a break here. Uh, we're going to talk about Johnny Cueto going to South Beach. Uh, but we got to let you know when you're down in South Beach, when you're dealing with the sun, you got to pick up some shady rays. They never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this winter because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle they make quality sunglasses that we can tell you about when they hold us when we hold them in our hands uh they are just as good as any other expensive pair of sunglasses that i've worn or held in my hand and shady rays customers seem to agree with over 200 five star reviews and shady rays stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem they will throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right they offer free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay them to ship them back. So right now, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. We also got to let you know about game time. Game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. If you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, the 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert, it is possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price shops can be found on the seats you never thought you could buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Blackhawks tickets. They're at the United Center on Thursday. Or Bulls tickets, they are at the UC on Friday because game time was created by the fans for the fans, and that's why they guarantee the lowest price out there. So if you love CHGO, then you love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets to the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app to score the best seats to all your favorite events. Around 1.17 a.m., uh, John Heyman tweeted out that Johnny Cueto was going down. Go to, to bed, John Heyman. He, Go to hey, bed. No days off. Uh, hey, Johnny Cueto, uh, a night owl signing deals uh, in, the, in the late hours. Uh, but uh, we got the uh, news that John Heyman, who was not going to bed, uh, is in agreement. Hey, with Sean, we got some other news, too. You might want to you might want to back up off of this one. We got more Correa talk to do. Oh, he's coming back to the AL Central. At least for oh, now, he, he is. Just <laughs> talked about it. Wow. So forget everything we just said the last 20 minutes because there you go. Uh, multiple reports say that uh, Carlos Correa is going back to the Twins. Jeff Passan of ESPN.com has it six years, $200 million. Uh, there are some stuff in their vesting options that can get him up to 270 But White Sox fans are going to have to deal with watching that guy for the next decade. Fuck! That's yeah. exactly what I didn't want. That's why I was talking about it. I just I, I wanted to keep monitoring the situation just because – it was never done, and I guess it's still not done. They haven't announced him. They haven't done the physical, but, I mean, he just played for him. I mean, this makes I mean, the most sense to just kind of wrap it up, get it done, announce him, and, I mean, you really don't even have to announce him, right? This is this is wild. See, And, see, here's the thing, because we can't even go full throttle on this now because you're right. They have to still <laughs> do the physical. and I mean, like, we know by now, right? Fool me. To, fool me you can fool me twice. You can't fool me a third time. Right. Uh, but, again, the Twins, as I just said, they know. They're the team that knows what this leg looks like better than anybody else. They just watched him play on it for an entire season. Um, it's a great move for them. It's a bad move for the White Sox. And uh, it, I was I was thinking about this earlier, right? So you had almost all of the big free agents landed in the National League this year. And and, and Carlos Correa was briefly one of those. Um, but with the exception of, you know, Rodon, Rodon, going to the Yankees. I should say change because obviously Aaron Judge goes to the Yankees too. But, um, you know, uh, uh, DeGrom going down to Texas. 
uh, and now Correa uh, going to Minnesota. Uh, most of the damage was, was staying in the National League. And it's like, all right, if you're the White Sox or any other AL team trying to win the World Series, of course, I forget Jose Abreu to Houston as well. And uh, Carlos Rodon to the Yankees. I mean, really, like yeah. the, the, the two former White Sox just stayed in the AL. Sure. But I guess the point <laughs> being that like the road to the, to the AL championship seemingly uh, – as easy, if not easier, as it was before. Um, and now uh, Carlos Correa is going to come and blow up the whole outlook for the AL Central. Now, remember, they had Carlos Correa last year, and, and the Twins were not good. The Twins were worse right. than the White Sox, who everybody was freaking out. They were so bad at 500. Um, so the, the Twins still got to play the games and, and win. I, I don't know if even with Correa, you can say – uh, you know, they are far and away the favorite in the in the AL Central. They just had him last year and finished third. Uh, the White Sox might still have. I, I think I would probably argue they still have a better roster than the Twins. But, hey, the Twins have shown an aggression in trying to get things done, not just with this move, but what they did last trade deadline, what they did last offseason. Uh, the Twins are trying to stay in this. And, and it might not have worked last year, as we all know what the results and the standings were. But um, I think right now they've got probably as good a shot as anybody to to compete for the uh, for an AL Central title this in 2023. Well, and that's my biggest worry is like, with the White Sox, you just were looking up at the Guardians. And the Twins, mm. I think, have the same excuse the White Sox did. I mean, injuries. I mean, Byron Buxton didn't play 100-plus games. When that player Still, plays 100-plus games, right. But when he plays 100-plus games, uh, if he ever does, or if he ever does again, like, he could be a nine-war player. I mean, like, that guy is a, a massive game-changer. So if they are healthy, and their rotation went through it too. I mean, they acquired Tyler Malley, and then he immediately got injured. Um, I, I know Sonny Gray was dealing with stuff as well. Uh, Kenta Maeda was out. I mean, like, if they have health in their um, their rotation, which is all right-handers, by the way, which is the White Sox, you know, big uh, big, big uh, bugaboo. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's concerning just because it's a very well-run franchise. And the fact that they're taking this calculated risk scares me like th this is a team that isn't screwing around and when you're making big moves like this to extend buxton and sign carlos correa to a possibly 270 million dollar six-year deal like you're not screwing around and that's a team that you don't want to see uh in your division and the fact that now the white Sox have to look up at cleveland and still keep their their uh you know eyes behind them at minnesota chasing them like it, it just makes their job even more difficult and now i feel like it just kind of forces Rickon to at least sure up second base in some way uh, we talked about that 39 uh, 39 uh, the 40 man roster spot uh, it being at 39 right now it just seems like that has to be a veteran second base in some way whether it be a trade or a, a free agent signing like Josh Harrison like the White Sox really can't have any of any holes on their lineup in my opinion just because the twins have so much star power and the guardians you know they didn't miss they didn't make a mistake last year they were so well coached so well run the White Sox need to have their talent show up, just like we've been saying with this Andrew Benatendi signing. Like now it's even more imperative that Aloy Jimenez plays 140 games, that Andrew Vaughn hits 25 plus home runs, that Luis Roberts, an MVP candidate, that Tim Anderson's able to be contending for a batting title. Like now that all just becomes so much more important. Um, at least Elvis Andrews won't be a Minnesota twin. Just wow. I mean, I just can't believe it. That is a great move for the Minnesota Twins. Now, we were just talking about the pitching staff being the thing that they need to fix. I don't know if they're going to fix it on the free agent market because there's not a lot of quality pitchers still out there. But you don't sign this guy for six years, $200 million, that to invest up to 270 just to have that mediocre pitching staff go along with it. 
if Byron Buxton, and it's a huge if, plays 100 games, and I know my guy who's your daddy thinks that 221 average is like woeful, I'm not looking at his average. I'm looking at the home runs. I'm looking at the home base, and I'm looking at the slugging and the premium glove he has in center field. That man finds a way to get on the field and stay on the field, and Carlos Correa with that, the sky's the limit for the Minnesota Twins because they do have young players coming up. They do have the availability and the willingness to spend money. And so this is scary for the White Sox. Very scary that you have a superstar. And remember I said that the best player in the AL Central resides in Cleveland. I'm not sure after this year if that's still going to be the truth because Carlos Correa is phenomenal. Um, we do have a super chat here from Stefan Bardo. A healthy one-two punch to Buxton slash Correa over Robert T.A. Uh, that's my opinion. Uh, absolutely. And I, I mean, uh, you know, just to address the Hoosier Daddy thing, talking about uh, Buxton uh, was playing uh, when he was playing, hit 221. Uh, let's cool it on the nine war talk. Uh, he's a guy that is in the 90th percentile in average exit velocity, uh, max exit velocity, hard hit percentage, sprint speed, uh, barrel percentage, arm strength. Like this man is the athlete of all athletes. He is and the best Steven athlete just put up in, in the AL Central. In 61 games in 2021, four F4. That was me. Yeah. Oh, that's you. Okay. Just ridiculous. Like just let him play a full game, play a full year. That man is dynamic. And yes, that's the big if. Also, the big if with the White Sox, too, with Aloy and Luis Robert. But don't don't like act like this man ain't a champion. He is when he plays, as we saw with Liam Hendricks and the three was a three one count. The ball goes far, really far, even against the best closer in the game. That's how good he is. This I, I don't think this changes anything for the White Sox in terms of what they need to do to be successful. I don't think yeah. they all of a sudden need to run out and, you know, match what, what Minnesota just did. Um, you know, it, it didn't seem from what the talk that we heard from Rick Hahn all offseason that that was going to be something they were even capable of doing anyway. Um, you know, I, I'm sure they're very happy with Andrew Benintendi, and, but it, it all comes down to them the same thing that it came down to before, which is all the guys that were real bad last year need to be real good this year. And if they're going to, if they're going to do that, they're going to be better than the Minnesota twins. They're going to be better than the Cleveland guardians. They're going to be a team that can do what they want to do and compete for a championship in the American league. Uh, the problem is that those are a lot of ifs and, and we don't know if that's going to uh, happen or come close to even happening based on what we saw last season. Um, the twins are, are, are good. They have a good lineup and, and they've got some, they've got some pitchers. They don't have, you know, they don't have a pitching staff as good as the White Sox have, but they've got some starting pitches that can give the White Sox fits. And so when those two teams play each other, what is it, 12 or roughly 12 times uh, in, in 2023, um, then we can talk all about this. But I think right now, uh, you know, it's it, it the AL Central is already up for grabs. I, I, I believe that. That's no slight to the Cleveland Guardians. It's that the White Sox are good enough that they should be able to win it. The Twins have the talent that they should be able to compete for it, and neither of those teams did last year, allowing the Guardians to really kind of run away with things. So now you got three teams at the top, and it's it should be a dogfight all year long, which it wasn't. La- I mean, this time last year we were like, the White Sox, you know, they got this. Like, it should be – the White Sox should be running away with it. it it's, it's that – the White Sox have their team. That's that's very clearly what they came into this offseason thinking. We got our guys. We'll go get an Andrew Benintendi to add to him, and that's a big deal, absolutely. But we got our guys. 
They just need to go do what they're supposed to do. And Carlos Correa joining the division doesn't doesn't change that in any way. Just think about joining the division, I should say. The Twins initially offered this man 10 years, 285. He, if he maxes out, gets six years, 270. Who, if you're a major league baseball player with pretty good track record, a good um, pre-RB years or RB years, there's no way you should go along with your life without having Scott Boris and his people represent you. That man, look at what he's done. That's a master class right there. He's got his client 270 if that client maxes out. Right. But just a just a just a brilliant mind, Scott Boris. I know we hate him because he does his job very well. But no, I mean smart Dylan Cease. Be be with Scott Boris so you get the most money for your wares. That's an awesome job by Scott Boris. Congrats to the twins, too. I mean, they clearly had a budget of 285. And and I think that they came to the decision after, uh, what did we just say, four months of going back and forth, whether he's a giant or a Met, uh, they decided that this player was still worth just 285 in general. And whatever way that was split up, um, you know, they still stuck to that budget and got underneath that total and got a superstar. Um, and I, I do, you know, Alex is saying some of the parts means more than the individual talent. Correa and Buxton are great. No disagreements there. But the rest of that roster stinks. I don't know about that. We'll look at the roster in a second. Uh, but even who's your daddy saying uh, either guy can hit home runs or he can't. Uh, a 320 foot home run is the same as a 400 foot home run. Buxton can hit home runs. But come on, guys, he hasn't led them to a championship yet. It's just about the White Sox in 2023, and it just makes their ability to win the AL Central even more tough. And that's not even been their goal. I mean, what they set their goal to be is World Series. So, like, they just have to get over this hurdle before they have to go through the actual hurdle of the playoffs. Um, like, it, it's it's just making their job tougher. And what we saw with the Guardians, they had their 90th percentile season in 2022. Doesn't mean they're going to have that in 2023. They might deal with injuries to Shane Bieber, Tristan McKenzie, whoever, and it might derail their season. But the Twins, now, in 2023, this is a different team that could have a 90th percentile season better than your team if Correa and Buxton stay healthy. Um, Luis Arise just won a batting cha- uh, championship. He's leading off. Then Correa, Buxton, Polanco, Kepler, Miranda, Gallo, Vasquez, Nick Gordon. Um, I mean, honestly, the, the two that's guys a, that I'm kind of like iffy on are Kepler and Gordon. But outside of that, that's a solid lineup. That's a really solid lineup. I don't – yeah. Luis Arise. We know that. Totally. Mm-hmm. LaRusso knows that. That's the most dangerous person in that lineup right there. So they got better this offseason. Definitely did the White Sox get better. Yeah, a little bit, mm-hmm. but Minnesota got better. They lost better. Jose Abreu. We know That's, that. Exactly. And, and the Twins it, didn't lose their best player. They might have briefly, but they got him back. Um, so so uh, all the people in the chat saying, well, they had all these players last year and they didn't look what they did. Same thing with the White Sox. And as Vinny brought up, they lost their best player, their team leader. So I know you guys are not scared, and that's cool. And you want to talk tough against the Minnesota Twins. I got it. This is a real time, big time deal for the Minnesota Twins and the AL Central because, as Sean said, well, now our road is that much tougher because they got a superstar there still. We thought that they had, you know, as a team had faltered. Now the guy that we were thinking about getting, Joey Gallo, if he does his thing that we were expecting him to do, that's troubles. Yeah, I'm They got all these players that are just – and uh, Miranda, r- rookie year was great. If he continues that into his sophomore year, troubles. 
I'm not sure they're done too. I mean, they they added Carlos Correa. They were in talks with Carlos Rodon. Obviously, he's a Yankee now. Uh, they extended Byron Buxton, but you even look at what they uh, got at the the trade deadline. Uh, Tyler Malley from the Reds last year, and then they went out and got a huge closer in Jorge Lopez as well. Um, so you look at that rotation. Sonny Gray had an ERA under, uh, or basically at 308. Uh, Joe Ryan had a, an ERA at 355, but that was under 330 at some points of this season as well. Tyler Malley ended up having a lot of uh, uh, injury issues uh, near the end of that year, but he's a very, very talented pitcher. And if he does have the health, um, he's a guy that I think could absolutely just dominate the White Sox uh, back in 2021, 180 innings pitched, a 375 ERA. Uh, Kenta Maeda missed the 2022 year with Tommy John surgery, but we know him to be difficult. But that might be a spot that they want to upgrade and then move him to a swing role. And then Bailey Ober, uh, the big, tall uh, right-hander, uh, 321 uh, ERA last year, and he's dominated the White Sox before. So I, I don't know. Like This is a, a team that clearly isn't screwing around, and I don't know if the Twins are done. Um, so the saga is insane. Um, and I just think that the twins clearly are in contention. And if they're going to be spending $270 million, I don't think they're going to be sitting on their hands and, and not, uh, you know, they're going to continue to improve this team. So like, that's, that's the worry there. Uh, so yeah, uh, very, very interesting news with the, the twins here, uh, to, uh, the twins, uh, signing Carlos Correa to a six year, uh, $200 million deal with, uh, incentives that could bring that up to 270. Uh, let's take another break here. Uh, and then we'll talk Johnny Cueto and then we'll wrap this up. Uh, we'll save who he played for, uh, for the next time. Got to let you know about ComEd lighting. The ComEd energy efficiency program is committed to helping families and business in the communities we serve, manage energy usage and Ener uh, lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our territory. And customers can inquire about how to upgrade updated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights. Learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facilities, energy usage, and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor-outdoor lighting and network lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than before. So visit comed.com slash powering biz. That's comed.com slash powering B I Z. Now to start saving money and energy and to start a project, contact us at 1 433 2700. For more information, you can email business ee at comed.com or public sector ee at comed.com. And we also got to let you know about FOCO. Chicago, you already got the best coverage for your favorite teams. So get fitted in the best sports gear around. FOCO has you covered from Soldier Field to the front room, north or south side with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. You can go check out the Andrew Benatendi University of Arkansas bobblehead that's Woo out there, White Sox fans. <laughs> uh, over at FOCO. You can check them out, F-O-C-O, uh, FOCO.com. You're looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life or the uh, the pig suey fan in your life. Foco's got you covered with hoodies and bobbleheads to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. So check out Foco.com or click the link in the description below. And for all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Uh, very rude of the twins to interrupt our Johnny Cueto segue and, and segment and even throw off the entire game show. We were trying to have fun for the people and we, we can't do that. Hey, it's okay. Hey, breaking news. This is why you, this is why they people tune into the special 11 a.m. edition of the CHGO White Sox podcast. 
exactly. And uh, we didn't plan this. I, I saw AJ said, did you guys plan this? We did not plan this. Uh, as you know, did Scott Boris, give us a heads up. I, I was the, I just said, uh, you know, right before that happened. Uh, yeah, no, Scott Boris wasn't giving this heads up uh, as I thought he was going to be a Met, uh, you Me know, too. just 20 minutes ago. Uh, so uh, let's get into Johnny Cueto, who will be a Marlin uh, in 2023. Craig Mish and uh, John Heyman were on the reporting of this deal. Craig Mish saying free agent pitcher Johnny Cueto is in agreement with the Miami Marlins. Sources confirm Cueto is guaranteed $8.5 million in the agreement per source. Uh, in 2023, he's worth $6 million. And in 2024, he'll have a 10.5 club option and a 2.5 million dollar buyout. So effectively, uh, he is guaranteed $8.5 million uh, this year. From the Miami Marlins. What do we make of Johnny Cueto getting that back? Good for him. Good for him. him. Because here, this is a guy who signed a minor league deal last year during the spring uh, to pitch for the Charlotte Knights more so perhaps than the Chicago White Sox. Obviously didn't work out that way. But, uh, you know, and hey, he was terrific for the White Sox. I don't think we can say that enough. We didn't say it enough times during the season. And boy, do we say it a lot. But uh, this is a guy who earned what he got, turned his career around. Uh, Good job. He's going to be going and pitching for uh, what is quietly a very stacked pitching staff down there in Miami. Um, But hey, uh, the the NL East is no no easy place to win. And I don't think the Marlins uh, plan on making much noise down there. But uh, if Johnny Cueto pitches close to the way he did last year, their chances to do so obviously increases. Yeah, he's joining, as Vinny said, Alcantara, Lopez, uh, Lazardo. I mean, they're they have a solid rotation there, and you know the hitting is a little little light. But Johnny, get your money. That's awesome for him to do that. Now, would I want the White Sox to do that? Probably not. It's tough to depend on a 36 year old dude that just had pretty good year with the White Sox. But the peripherals, they always scare me. Like he's, I know that Sean has some number out of the Scrabble board. He's gonna throw out there. It's like, hey, actually, Herb, this is this is great. I just think mm-hmm. it's going to be really tough for the White Sox to say that to their fans. Like, hey, man, we're bringing back this 36-year-old guy who had a great year for you, and you love him, and he's riding his horses into the sunset. It's going to be tough to say this is the guy we're going to be depending on for our fifth starter. I like the move the White Sox made to secure a more solid, younger arm in Mike Clevenger. Well, five he's... years is the age difference, right? I yeah. mean, Cueto's five years mm-hmm. older than Clevenger. I mean – you get to a point where unless you're Jose Abreu, you can't really bank on a on one great season after another once you get up there into your mid thirties. Uh and and I think, you know, the Sox probably made the less risky bet in, in Clevenger uh than they would have in, in bringing Cueto back for a similar amount of money. Yeah. I mean that's the thing, is it's a similar amount of money. Uh uh Clevenger is guaranteed eight million and he also has a three million dollar buyout. Uh or is it three or is it yeah, I think it's three. Uh, a three million dollar buyout it might be three and a half million dollar buyout um, in th- this year. Uh, so the guaranteed money is about the same, eight compared to eight and a half. Uh, and then obviously he'll get money, Clevenger, uh, this off season. Uh, but I mean, the White Sox had their choice, and they went with Clevenger. And I would go the same way. And Johnny Cueto was fantastic with runners uh, when he got them on, but like that just isn't like the luck isn't going to last with that. And when you're looking at just the pitchers themselves. I don't think Johnny Cueto is that uh, physically imposing. Uh, he's he's what like five eleven, like you know two twenty five. Like he's 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 kind of you know 
he's 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 not you know six four like Mike Clevenger is. Like Clevenger is built like a pitcher, long, lengthy. Uh, where Cueto, it's all about this skill. And it was like watching a master class. I mean, last year. I mean, at some points, just he could go to any pitch that he wanted. He was able to com- command it, and he knew what the the batted bro- ball profile would be if a guy took a swing swing at it. Um, it was ridiculous but I mean also we were concerned that he wasn't even going to hold up the entire year just because he's had so many injury issues uh in the past couple years with Cincinnati and San Francisco so I I don't know like it it just makes a lot of sense with Clevenger here because I think the athlete is better um I don't know if the pitcher's better but the athlete's better and I'd rather uh risk on the athlete uh at this point especially with the age difference and I'm looking forward to him getting into that Miami Marlins clubhouse and seeing what Alcantara can do and Lopez can do with the conditioning program that Johnny Cueto goes through and just you know, the knowledge he can share with those guys and say, yeah, you're at the top of the league, Sandy, but you can be better. Your stamina could be better. This is how you get there. I'm just looking forward to for him mentoring those young guys so they can become like the best pitchers. And I know he just won us uh, Cy Young win multiple science because you got that type of filthy stuff. And I think Johnny Cueto down there being mentors to those guys will do them well. I'd like to see him ride a horse down hotel row in, in, in Miami oh, beach. Yeah. I think that would be a great marketing uh, strategy by the Miami Marlins. Get people over that ballpark. Yeah. What's the, um, what's the one right on South beach where uh, all the art deco is that hotel row? It would be hotel yeah. row. Yeah. I yeah. believe it's ocean boulevard. Yes. Is that ocean? Right? Yeah. yeah. Ocean yeah. boulevard. Uh, I think it's a, a fantastic idea. It's, it's very clearly uh, what they should do is just put them in the most ridiculous outfit ever, get a, a bedazzled diamond out horse and have him just ride up and down high-fiving everybody. And you know, people don't need to know who he is because he's a man on a horse and that's all you need to know. Or, um, he could get too you know he he shares his pictures of his horses and his, he tells us the names of his horses and everything like that i think it's two new horses uh crockett and tubbs <laughs> perfect sean you get that reference no but i like it i like the oh names, my gosh, no matter sean, what it's wasted on you it's miami vice oh okay well it makes sense hey vinny it's a good reference because uh, yeah you know, it is it, a good reference miami it's not vice as good when you have to explain it the miami marlins <laughs> that's good that's because it's the same city, right? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. yeah. uh, well, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, Steven told us to keep it at 45. Uh, so mm-hmm. if I'm ruining, uh, yeah, if I'm ruining the vibes like this, I, I think we better just end the show. Uh, that's Vinny Duber. You could read his uh, latest article on allchgo.com about Liam Hendricks. Uh, do you root for the pizza to come early? I know you said sports writers don't root for anything, but like, you know, when you're ordering at like a, a tavern style place and you place an order and they're like, oh, I'll be like 45, 40 minutes and it comes out at 35, like you're not rooting for it to come out at like 35 like i'm just saying like you know catch me in a technicality there are you (laughs) yeah uh but uh i think it was a fantastic post because we all are rooting for liam uh but uh vinny does give a great insight on the person also i'm surprised we haven't mentioned the uh the infinity gauntlet um just because that thing's ridiculous that he had so uh uh hopefully uh uh Liam could uh, possess the power of the stones. Uh, that's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. We will talk to you tomorrow at our regularly scheduled time, 4 p.m. Uh, and we will have more Carlos Correa fallout. Hopefully not. Probably. Hopefully it's just a twin tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Go Sox.